Welcome to the Payfac Embedded Payments Podcast, brought to you by Payrix. As payments and software experts that eat, sleep, and breathe embedded payments, we're as passionate about you as you are about your customers. Each podcast episode will provide insights about embedded payments designed to help you fuel the transformation and growth of your software business. You'll learn from industry experts, Payrix customers, and leaders on the Payrix team about the latest trends, best practices, and real-world guidance from payments experts to help you take your software platform higher. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the PayFac Embedded Payments Podcast, brought to you by Payrix. I'm your host, Bob Butler, and today I'm going to be talking with Benny Silverstein the co-founder and chief strategy officer of Payrix about the return on investment of integrating payments into software. So, hey, Benny. Hi, and welcome to the show. Hey, Bob. Pleasure to be here. Before we get started, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your software and payments background? Yeah, sure. Happy to. I've always been a tech guy at heart, you know, and I was living out in, in the Bay Area back when, you know, the Apple iPhone was announced. Always really excited about next generation technologies. It was around that same time in 2007 when I got into payments. And, you know, I was quite frankly pretty surprised about how old all the payment technology is, you know, running on green screen mainframe systems, all the, the Nurit, you know, 2085 terminals that were oh, considered. I remember. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. And those were like the best modern terminals on the market. And they had, you know, a little calculator screen. So yeah, you know, I've been doing payments for about 14 years now, started out as an ISO, and then, you know, transitioned over the years to becoming a full-blown payment facilitator, as well as launching a PayFact platform for other payment facilitators or software companies that want to monetize and embed payments like PayFact. Excellent. So when you think about the ROI regarding any typical business decision, there's always two sides to an equation, the revenue and the expense or costs. Can you first talk a little bit about the revenue side of the SaaS or PayFact type model? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think if you look at kind of the, the evolution of payments, you know, and integrated and embedded payments over the years, you've kind of seen some software companies take a little bite of the payment action, making a little revenue. Some of them took bigger bites, some took smaller bites. But, you know, most software companies, their primary source of revenue is their license, you know, slash SaaS fees. So if you think about it, you know, your typical, for example, gym or hair salon software company, if they're charging $100 a month or so as a license fee, you know, that comes out to roughly $1,200 annually or so. Right. When they start thinking about adding payments, the opportunity actually becomes so much larger that they're getting the ability to actually make revenue on the entire payment volume being processed through their platform. Going back to our example of the gym or hair salon software company where they're typically charging, you know, about a hundred dollar a month license fee, that's twelve hundred dollars annually. When they start bringing in the payment revenue and their clients are typically processing about a million dollars annually in card volume. And if they can get another 50 to 100 basis points of, of that volume, that equals another 5000 to $10,000 a year in additional revenue per customer. So you know, there's definitely a huge opportunity there. I mean, it's a game changer. I mean, I've seen this with a couple of the platforms that I've worked with. Conversely, there's the expense side. And can you talk about the typical expenses associated with embedding payments? Yeah, absolutely. So as you think about embedding payments, you know, there's a lot of different 
fees and expenses. Some of them are more known to everyone, some of them are less known, and some of them are more hidden. There's obviously always the card grant interchange fees. You know, those typically range somewhere between one and a half to two percent. Could be a little higher, a little lower, depending on the verticals. But those you know, interchange fees are going to be pretty much across the board and anywhere you go. But then there's the actual cost of running a payments business, right? So if you think about it, you know, in, in order to give your customers that best um, experience with the embedded payments, you really want to be able to have that full solution. And that's typically really about becoming a payments company, right? So if you think about back to the old referral model, you know, there was really no cost up front, but there's also very low revenue upside, typically probably less than yep. 20 basis points. At the other end of the scale, there's becoming a full-blown payment facilitator where over there, you know, you can make 100 to 150 basis points, but it's also incredibly expensive. You know, you're typically going to want to hire consultants up front to help build out your policies and programs. You have to build out a platform, which can cost, you know, upwards of, you know, two, three million dollars, building out risk and compliance teams. And then, you know, just the ongoing payment expertise you're going to need to have on staff. You can typically make about 100, 150 basis points. But if your volume is less than $750 million in volume, having to have a few hundred thousand dollars or more of salaries on staff, it doesn't always make the most sense. Somewhere in the middle is the hybrid slash payback as a service, which is a much lower cost model. You know, you are going to give up somewhere between, you know, 20 to 40 basis points of upside, but that still leaves you with a great upside of 50 to 100 basis points. You can get to market much faster. You can offload most of that regulatory and compliance burden to your provider. Absolutely. I mean, it makes a ton of sense. So when a software company is thinking about embedding payments, what are some of the revenue pieces and or costs that most people don't even realize they need to consider? You hit on a couple of them just a second ago, sort of the, the overhead that it costs to run a payback. But if you could hit on a few more, that would be awesome. I think one of the most interesting things that we've seen in the market is as traditionally in the ISO old school model, everyone was fighting over basis points and pricing with their merchants. If you walked into a hair salon and you sold that merchant, Merchant services at 10 basis points cheaper than and the last guy, the merchant switched to you. You know, at the end of the day, everyone was racing down to the bottom. What we've seen with software embedded payments space is as the software company is, is providing, you know, much more of a, a service to the customer than just payments, right? They're actually managing their entire hair salon, they're managing their entire gym, they're managing their entire storage space, doctor's office, et cetera. And they're actually taking a much bigger burden off of the merchant's shoulders and Merchants are actually, what the cost of that payment processing is, is much less of a concern to them. So merchants are willing to pay a lot more. So merchants that traditionally would argue over basis points for interchange plus, you know, 5, 10, 20 basis points are willing to pay 2.9, 30 cents, you know, which is like pretty much the industry standard. And that obviously creates a much higher revenue upside for the software company. At the same time, you know, while being the payback or acting like, like a payback, there's a lot more flexibility in price in how you price your merchants. You typically don't get stuck with all the ancillary fees that ISOs like to charge merchants, you know, statement fees and PCI fees, et cetera. You know, you can really streamline the merchant's pricing and give them a better experience that makes them happier in the long run. On the expense side, there's always things like consulting. You know, consulting could end up costing a lot of money up front. Building out a risk and compliance team, you know, as you're building this and you're running payment volume, there's always that hidden, the hidden risk costs and it's a very important asset to think about. Card brand registration fees and, and you know, just the general ongoing expense of running a payment business. 
You know, what other guidance would you provide to software companies as they're creating or working through an ROI model? I think it's very important to pick your partners wisely. You know, there are a lot of people who advertise and say a lot of different things, but not all of them are really providing the right solutions out there. And it's important to work with people who really know the numbers, really know the space and know what they're doing. They're, you know, they're not trying to push odd revenue sharing models on you. They're not trying to charge you a bunch of consulting fees up front and then, you know, just drop you off in the deep end afterwards. <laughs> you know, like, we, like we've seen some out there. Oh, know, we see it. Yeah. And people that are transparent, people that care about your growth and ambitions and what you want to accomplish in the future. You know, at the end of the day, this is going to be a huge revenue driver for you. And picking this partner is probably one of the most important things you're going to be doing in the next year or so. So any final thoughts you'd like to leave with the audience today? And I really appreciate your time. Yeah, you know, we touched on it earlier. We've seen software companies that have embraced a embedded payment strategy, you know, are really seeing huge upside. They're seeing sky high valuations. You know, look at the Shopify, the MindBody, Storable. They've all recently announced, you know, raises, et cetera, that have or earning reports that have really, you know, shown that the payment revenue was a huge driver of their revenue in total and of their yep. valuations. So, you know, it's a really interesting time where we're seeing the market's acceptance of embedded payments through valuations. Stripe recently announced a $95 billion valuation. Obviously, that Stripe's entire mission is, is all about embedded payments. Well, Benny, I really want to thank you for being on the show. I know we're both big believers in sharing knowledge and experience. So I really appreciate you joining us today. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Here at Payrix, we want to be a trusted resource for software providers who are out there trying to make sense of embedded payments. And we want to help you get the education you need to make the business decisions that your customers and key stakeholders will thank you for. This is Bob Butler, and this has been the PayFAC Embedded Payments Podcast brought to you by Payrix. Thank you for joining us today on the PayFAC Embedded Payments Podcast brought to you by Payrix. For more information about embedded payments, subscribe to our show at payrix.com slash podcasts.